Griner Auto Body of Washington, Iowa, using state-of-the-art techniques and decades of experience to get your car back on the road after an accident. McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you, located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. And Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family-owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. Present Southeast Iowa Today. I'm John Bain, author of Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On, and your host. On today's episode, I'm visiting with Sean Altenhofen, owner of Pheasant Ridge Restorations in Kyoto, and he is discussing his experience with the tornadic activity that happened March 31st, 2023, in Southeast Iowa. Hello. Sean, welcome to Southeast Iowa today. Yes, John. Well, um, as folks know in the introduction, I have Sean Altenhofen, owner of Pheasant Ridge Restorations in Kyoto, Iowa, on the line today. And Sean, we're speaking on April 7th, and it's a beautiful day in Southeast Iowa. And a week back on March 31st on that Friday, that was a different scenario in Southeast Iowa. And you, sir, had an experience that most people only see in a on television or uh on videos on youtube or or in the movies and you sir witnessed uh some tornado tornadic activity in your area yeah we did uh it was a <clears throat> fairly scary afternoon uh the, the the weather service gave us some pretty good warning days in advance and and kudos to them but uh it um you still don't um, know what's going to happen till it happens. Uh, I had been watching the radar earlier in the day just because I know these things pop up pretty quick sometimes, and and it was um, it was alarming how quickly uh, things gathered together and started headed uh, heading there northeast. Now, what time of day did you start to see things in the sky and it, the barometric pressure and everything around you? start to change and really get your attention? Well, I, like I said, uh, I had been online looking up uh, car parts and things like that and and uh, doing some uh, purchases. And, and uh, once in a while, just to keep an eye on it, I would uh, I would uh, step back and check uh, Channel 9 weather on the website and, and uh, just to see what was off to the south and west and, and what might line up and, and affect us here. But... Uh, uh, Mostly that's what I was uh, keeping an eye on. Uh, didn't uh, really uh, know what was going to happen. Uh, just uh, once my son called me, and, and uh, I was actually between between times looking at the, the 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 radar. My son had called me, and he said, "Hey, there's a uh, there's a uh, radar indicated tornado that's down by." Uh, uh, Tumwa and, and Hedrick area or Martinsburg area. And, and, uh, I think that's going to line up with you, uh, keep an eye on things. And, and it shocked me that I thought I was on top of this. You know, I thought, uh, I thought, uh, uh, I would have seen that or, or, uh, 
you know, the weather around me would have been worse already, but uh, it, it kind of surprised me uh, that he had spotted that uh, before. Because I had, like I said, I had looked a few times. So, <laughs> yeah. So when uh, when uh, you started to uh, say, okay, things are actually coming my way, did you, what kind of uh, sense did you have of what was going on in the sky? Were the, were the clouds churning in a different way? Was it, a, uh, did things just get real dark and ominous or what, what were you experiencing? No, a, a lot of the clouds that I saw, uh, you know, after he had called, I thought, well, I need to look at this and, and see what's going on. I looked off to uh, out the garage window uh, to the south and west and mostly south. And, you know, I looked in the direction of Ottumwa. That's where it was supposed to be coming from. And and uh, I could see the clouds touching the ground. I could see where there was no light coming, you know, underneath the clouds at all. It was a, what looked like uh, uh, the start of a shaft uh, or something. Uh, it uh, You got the feeling that something was on its way. And uh, looking at that and seeing those clouds go straight to the ground, I, I just uh, I just uh, figured that the, there was uh, something happening there tornado-wise. Uh, and then uh, things started uh, popping on on the screen as far as uh, what was going on, and and uh, I kept an eye on it from then. I kept an eye on it. Uh, what was going on, Terry? Uh, my wife had come home from work. And she knew something was going on. We'd, we'd gotten plenty of warning, and uh, so she was she was home probably thirty forty minutes before that. And and she said, if things get tough, uh, you need to come in. And I said, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, and um, this thing just started getting larger and larger. But at that time, you didn't see a tornado. It was it was several several miles off and down by Martinsburg. And but you could see that. Uh, getting darker and darker now and and when you said that the cloud you looked and you could see the clouds touching the ground in the distance were they like a gray colored cloud or a white or what did those look like there were a kind of a dark dark blue uh, and and uh, blackish almost um, you got the feeling that uh, from what my son had said, and what I was looking at, that this is a something that's on the ground. It's churning, and uh, so uh, after a, after a while, um, I got a call from a a friend of mine, and I, I suppose another fifteen twenty minutes had gone by, and and uh, it wasn't windy at all. I, I hadn't even stepped outside because this thing was a ways off yet. But after about fifteen twenty minutes, a friend of mine who was coming back from Washington. Um, uh, who had been grocery shopping and wanted to know if he could stop by and he didn't want to have to drive through that. So he, he lives over by Sigourney and, and, and I said, sure, come on, come on down. We'll, uh, we'll get in the house here. And, and, uh, I can't promise I can get your truck in, but, uh, he said, Oh, he didn't, didn't, didn't bother him much about that. But, uh, uh, but he, he wanted a place to uh, hold up. And so he stopped by, and that's when we both went outside. The wind was starting to pick up. This thing, uh, you could see it uh, a little bit better. Um, you couldn't make out a, a cone or a stovepipe at all yet, but uh, it was. Uh, we both knew something serious was coming. So. 
Wow. And at that point in time, when uh, things are changing outside, did you hear, you know, you always hear this when people experience tornadoes, they talk about hearing a sound like a freight train coming. Did you experience any of that? Well, when, when, uh, after a few minutes, after several minutes went by, I don't know, 15 minutes or so, the thing was a lot closer. You could see, uh, uh, I don't know much about tornadoes, but you could see what I understand is inflows from the north and, and, and west. And, and yes, I did experience, I always thought, well, you know, that's a common analogy that, you know, you hear a tornado coming, it sounded like a freight train. But it, it wasn't emanating, I don't believe, from the tornado. It sounds weird, but it was mm-hmm. but it was the wind rushing into it, uh is what it sounded like. It was a roar that was coming. But I didn't get the feeling it was coming from the tornado. It was the wind that was rushing into it. So more of the just going into the tornado creating that sound. That that's what it seemed like to me because the because the the, the roar was was preceding uh, the tornado. It almost felt, felt like it was coming from the west, um, where where the wind, where the inflow was. Now, do you recall what time of day was when that that started to happen? When you were really noticing when that? it was when it was that close? I believe it was four to four thirty somewhere in there. Uh, okay. I'm not sure. And your your home and your business is is about what southeast of the city of Kyoto? Did I have that right? Yeah, south I... and the uh, straight south, but we're on the west side of uh, Kyoto, okay. so south and west. Oh, southwest, okay. And so, when you're look when you're seeing this now, do you have any scope in your mind of okay, where is it coming this way towards me? Where is it going? And how big is this thing? Yeah, the frustrating part is trying to figure out how big this thing. You've got nothing to go by um, as to its size. Uh, you always imagine a mile wide, but uh, um, I don't know how often they get that wide. But but you could see when it, when it, when it got to be in about uh, I don't know ten miles away or so, uh, you could clearly see uh, uh, the two sidewalls and the width of it. But you didn't have an idea. Until it, until something like that passes over uh, a farmstead or a road, or you've got something to gauge it by, you really don't have an idea. But mostly, we were looking at it, and I was looking at it with my friend uh, to, to kind of gauge the direction. I was watching the uh, east side of that tornado and looking through another property. Uh, to the south and west and looking through that other property and watching that east wall, I can kind of determine, you know, maybe some of the direction that it wasn't crowding my way. It was crowding to the west. So now when you see something like that in person, I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, when I've seen it in videos and such and, I've been in severe thunderstorms and high winds before, but I can't honestly say I've seen a tornado. But when I've seen the videos as such, I just would imagine because what I when I do see that in videos and pictures, you imagine how magnificent this entity is, but you also know how destructive and 
terrifying it is all in one. Did you experience anything like that? Yeah, you you have to have respect for it. Um, and 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 I've talked with this, talked about this with other people before. Um, uh, you you have a feel that something feeling that something ominous is coming towards you. You're trying to get a feel for whether you're going to be hit directly or not. Uh, uh, you want to protect your home uh, all that you can. Certainly, you can't protect it from a tornado, but it's it's your life's work, and uh, you you want to feel like you're getting all the information you can. Once once I knew, if it wouldn't the other way, once I knew that it was headed right at me, certainly I would have taken cover in the basement and and, and in plenty of time. But once I knew it was walking to the west or or, or a different line, uh, I was able to actually take a few pictures. Um, I know with lightning and things going on, we heard some thunder. And it, it, we, we shouldn't be outside in those it, at those times, but uh, um, it is uh, it's just awe-inspiring, the power the power of, uh, of a tornado. The first one, really, that I've ever been, I've ever experienced, uh, certainly that close. Um, but I, I feel, feel real bad for my neighbors and, and what, what has happened uh, to them. So, Yes, and, you know, um, and we all do. And uh, those folks, you know, we have lots of listeners in, uh, in southeast Iowa on Round Guy Radio, and that's why this program is called Southeast Iowa Today, because we like to promote the good people of southeast Iowa. And, uh, you know, you were talking about when you were out there and the, the chance of lightning and all of this other stuff, but you had two things that are for you and against you all at once, sir, and those are you're a Midwesterner and you're a Southeast Iowaner. <laughs> so you're going yeah. to you're gonna, you're gonna look. You're gonna well, it, it, it is fascinating. Um, uh, at one point, a buddy of mine said uh, when, when it was about – when it had crossed 92, at one point a buddy of mine said, you know what, we should probably head in. And I said, I, I, I really, I don't know what, what I said exactly, but I said, I, I, I just need to know this thing's going to miss us. And, and if we can get this thing, if we can get this thing to the west of us, straight west, we, we, have, we have skirted uh, a lot of disaster. I said, it, the tornadoes, just generally don't make a right-hand turn. Uh, they can, um, but but it, it it's not. Judging from the, the history of what's going on with this tornado and what I've seen in the past, it just if you can get it to the west of you with some distance between you, that uh, you, you by the second you 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 you're running away from danger. So um, we didn't uh, we didn't go in uh, and. Uh, uh, we watched that thing walk across a field and uh, do its destruction on neighbor's property and and uh, walk just past Kyoto. Um, I remember saying something to my friend that I thought that was on a line to get um, uh, Hank Tuzing's house, the old Cassins Mill there north of town, and unfortunately uh, that's what it did. And, and of course, other homes. Uh, uh, that path that got destroyed too. So um, I feel for those folks. Uh, uh, it's uh, 
life changing to go through that. Yes, definitely. So I want to uh, remind our listeners that I'm visiting with Sean Altenhofen. He is the owner of Pheasant Ridge Restorations in Kyoto, and he witnessed uh, firsthand that tornado that came through southeast Iowa, one of the tornadoes that came through southeast Iowa on March 31st. Now, Sean, um, how much time span did all this take place in? Well, it's it's uh, it's tough to know. They say those things. This one was supposedly going 65 miles an hour, and and uh, I guess with its size, it it um, you only feel that speed after it's gone by you and it's going away. Coming at you, you don't see that speed. Just don't. Uh, that's what my experience was. O- only when it gets to the north and west of you do you see that thing really start to move out. And and I've seen that with uh, storm chasers. I've watched a few storm chasing videos, and those guys are standing on the throttle when that thing is ahead of them. And, uh, um, uh, you know, of course, they're trying to chase it, but it seems like it, it, it takes a long time to meet up or get that thing to the west of you. And, and uh uh, so it, it's shocking that way. But when it's coming at you, you have no feel for for the speed that it's coming at you. And, and of course, the size, you know, the size that you don't know, you, you don't know the size, so you've got nothing to compare it to until it, you know, starts walking through someone's property or, or hits a tree line or something like that. Right, right. Now, um, you talked about where you saw the path that the tornado took. And I understand that as it went away, uh, you you got in your car or your truck or whatever, and you headed that way to look out to check on your neighbors. Yeah, we weren't storm chasing at all. We wanted to see uh, uh, if that if that did. My biggest concern if that did pass through, uh, like Cassin's Mill there, uh, uh, the old Cassin's Mill, Hank Tuzin's house, and, and see if there was anything we could do. And when we got there. There was already a couple of cars. Um, the uh, fire department uh, was was already on the scene. Uh, LP tank was was ripped out of its position and and bleeding out uh, LP. But most of the time, those things land on their lid, and there's no way to shut them off. And it's kind of a dangerous thing to try and shut them off. But uh, uh, you know that it, it, it was obvious. Uh, it seemed obvious that uh, no one was home at the time. But um, um, we checked. And uh, and then we thought, well, let's just start going diagonal down the, the gravel roads and see if the, see if we can help anybody or or find anybody that needs help. So stopped up at um, uh, some of these other properties, uh, Sirens and uh, Piper's old place there north of the water tower, all wiped out, all cleaned off their foundation uh, for the most part. Um, uh, uh, in some cases, uh, nobody had been there yet. In other cases, people had already been there and, and uh, 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 helped them. So uh, it was, um, you know, we were yelling down into basements. Uh, you know, half the time you expect uh, you, you want to find somebody, you want to help somebody, but uh, uh, you hope that you don't have to help somebody. But, uh, um, I've never experienced anything like that. So, mm-hmm. but the power was just. Uh, the, the power, the vehicles that were flipped out into the fields, you know, quite a distance, a few hundred yards, uh, the uh, wagons and the, the 
I remember watching a video of a fellow that stopped by the Wabalo Rural Water uh, uh, Tower. There, the water tower north of Kyoto, and and you could see when it went through Casson's uh, uh, Mill and and uh, the roof exploding, and you could hear. More importantly, uh, when it went through Siren's Steve Siren's home, I believe it was. Uh, uh, the the grinding of the metal the the grinding of the of of that farmstead uh, as it tore through it it was uh, quite audible on the on the video but uh, this is, again there there you could see the speed that the tornado had once it took off from there it just uh, you, you could start to feel the speed of it so it almost sounds to me like um, other people when they've had you know, serious tragic or situations everything seems to slow down the way you described it and then once it gets past you or by you then you get back into real time it yes i i, I agree uh, um those tornadoes from, from what i saw what i uh, they and maybe it's your mind that, that makes you think it's lingering too long over this property it's it, it should move on and uh it just, uh, you know, I think it's just the way your mind reacts to what's happening. That uh, uh, when you know it's in a clear and open field, it just seems like it's going a lot faster. I bet. Well, I bet it's safe to say that you don't want to see a tornado for a long time. Uh, no, it's uh, it's an interesting phenomenon, but uh, um, it it may need to stay out of Iowa. I, I know it's impossible with the weather changes that are going on, and and all that, but. Uh, uh, that's uh, too close, too close, and and affected too many neighbors. Yes, indeed, indeed. Well, Sean, I you know I really appreciate you coming on the program today and sharing your experience because, as I said earlier, it's something that even though they happen and they're frequent, uh, not a lot of people experienced what you did, and to give us your insights of what you experienced uh is just so valuable because uh because of the fact that it helps us learn and understand more as well the collective we so thank you for sharing your experience and like i said i know that uh you know it was hard to talk about you didn't you and for other all the reasons that you mentioned including the fact that a neighbor's house is is destroyed and yours wasn't and and we don't have answers for that um but i do appreciate you uh you sharing that experience and i know i know that it it took a lot to do that and i thank you for it and before i let you go today i want to just make sure that you have been able to say everything you'd like to say about it and if there's something more that you would like to add please do so sir well i was um uh, helping uh, the neighbors down the road a bit. Uh, shocking to find, uh, you know, some of, some of what the wind does. It just uh, it's uh, it's indiscriminate. It uh, it'll uh, leave things alone, and and uh, it will uh, throw other things that you wouldn't think. Oh, gosh, you can't pick that up and throw that. I remember finding. Um, you know, packages of uh, one-pound packages of pork and, and sausages out in a tree line, um, you know, from from their kitchen. And 
and thought, you know, what kind of wind, you know, takes things out of a kitchen like that, throws them into a tree line, and and uh, uh, the backsides of houses, the north side, and and have pieces of glass stuck into stuck into the wood on the backside, on the north side. You think you'd be protected, but uh, those winds wrap around and and they twist things up, and uh, sometimes that 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 backside is is more. Uh, lethal than the, the, the than the say the east side but uh, it's just um it's just uh it's uh, home wrecking and it's uh it takes away a lot of memories you know memories that uh, uh when you physically look at a building or a house i'm sorry yeah yeah it's uh it's just uh just underscores when you see the aftermath, just how violent and destructive and evil tornadoes are. Yes. Well, Sean, thank you so much for your time today. And uh, once again, thank you for uh, sharing your experience. Yep. Have a good day. You too. Thanks to Sean Altenhofen, owner of Pheasant Ridge Restorations in Kyoto, for sharing his incredible experience with us today. This episode of Southeast Iowa Today is presented by Griner Auto Body of Washington, Iowa, using state-of-the-art techniques and decades of experience to get your car back on the road after an accident. McDonald Boneyard in Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all your farm machinery and recycling needs. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. And Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa. For all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family-owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. I'm your host, John Bain. Stay friendly, Southeast Iowa.